With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the final WTF1 podcast of the year. It's here. It's here, guys. It's here. here we are. Jack, Jack Aitken, is joining us today. Hi, guys. What do you do, Jack, for people that don't know? I drive cars and yeah, circles. Yeah, drive yeah. cars. We, we're doing end-of-season awards today, and we, we said I get to one? dress up. Uh, we at te- Kind of. We'll, we'll get on to that in a little bit. I mean, bit. if I don't get one, I, I will just leave. Okay, so. brilliant. Okay, so Jack's <laughs> leaving midway through this podcast. <laughs> but we said to, to dress up, and we all have dressed up. And Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Where's your suit, Jack? Black and yellow tie. <laughs> <laughs> okay this, this is you guys said suit i thought this was pretty clear obviously to be fair, if we all had one we probably would wear it at any occasion possible right yeah all day every day it's i mean not right now, i think though. the pinnacle of fashion but whatever. <laughs> how how warm are you though right now right now i'm actually okay but that will change I'm <laughs> absolutely roasting right let's go around the table i'm matt i'm jess i'm jack i'm tommy and we are here for the final sort of review podcast, right? We're, we're, we're having a chat about what went on. We're giving away some awards today. Not actual physical awards. We can't afford that. But more sort of voice, metaphorical, voice awards. social awards, Nods right? Lots of approval. Yeah, like, well done, you. Well done. <laughs> so we do have an award. A polite golf clap. <laughs> What's that? Polite golf clap. Oh, I don't watch golf, so what's I that? Is that neither. just like it's quiet? Just like, it's, a, it's like it's the most polite. politest clap you can do. Yeah. That's okay. just a, just so a very soft and a nod as well. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Well, it's like yeah. a posher version of like a Wimbledon clap. Good. <laughs> okay. What's a Wimbledon so clap? We've got scales of clapping now, have we? <laughs> yeah. what's, what's, what's an F1 clap? Oh, oh, you. <laughs> wow. I mean, there was no clapping involved with yeah. my fist pumping, but hey. Before we get into the season review, I think it'd be a good time to have a chat about the Kimmy prize giving well uh, the Kimmy prize giving the FIA prize giving I mean it was Kimmy's about Kimmy Kimmy won antics. the prize giving <laughs> it did because I don't tend to usually watch much or any really of the prize giving it's never usually entertaining I or, did or, not watch any of it you didn't or no I didn't but you I watched did, I mean do many people I, no. you sound like no. you're shocked but... I didn't even know it was televised I'm not gonna lie <laughs> well, like, yeah. genuinely it I just kind of did the rounds on Twitter didn't it of like yeah. oh oh the gala's on okay and then suddenly it's just a thousand Kimmy gifts of him like... Well, you yeah. you even said like the biggest thing that you were looking forward to is everyone getting irate about the fact that Lewis never wears black tie. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, this is going to be it. They're all, everyone's going to be memeing about this. Enter Kimmy Raikkonen. Yeah. He did so well. He did so <laughs> well that Vettel had a horrific moustache and Hamilton wore green trousers and no one was talking about it. <laughs> they literally, they, Kimmy helped them out massively. Maybe, yeah. Maybe conspiracy theory. Kimmy was actually being fed by Lewis and Seb, just like we've made, we've made yeah. errors yeah. here. Lewis, let's get, get the drinks. Yeah, Vettel's like, my shaver ran out of battery. 
And Lewis was like, someone lost my luggage. Kimmy, yeah. please provide <laughs> yeah. a distraction for us. Oh, and it was no. beautiful. It was, it was couldn't amazing. have gone better. I heard Co- there was half an hour before he went on stage, they were trying to calm him down and <laughs> kind of get like, I don't know what they were trying to do, maybe feed him water, I don't know. But they were trying to be like, Kimmy, right, you're going on stage There's in a little so bit. so many, but. I love the supercut online of him. Like he's there with a, a, a cigar, like waving his arms about. <laughs> I just I I love the fact like massive props to Mintu though his wife yeah oh my god yeah she handled that I mean well she didn't she kind of just went okay you're doing this now off you go I'm gonna film it yeah yeah literally (laughs) and did you see at the end when they were all outside and Mintu's like get in the the car car. and Kimmy's like no hey fans how you doing that was the best it was like so Kimmy drunk is like anti Kimmy Raikkonen that he just becomes like, like you were you, every other like thing at Silverstone. There's like videos of him even like knocking kids out the way to like not get an order. <laughs> yeah. And and now he's just like moves his wife aside and he's like starts applauding and he puts someone's hat on. Someone's he's wearing like, like Russian a, a Russian hat, hat thing. And he's giving people high fives. It's it's amazing. Kimi so Raikkonen definitely won the best person ever. Right, best just person yeah, ever uh, ever. not even just at that. Hands award. down, it was incredible. Right, let's let's kind of. Take our minds back all the way to preseason. Can we do that? I mean, I Is don't that really. This re- year? I don't remember Abu Dhabi, let alone <laughs> preseason. Tell you all about Renault preseason testing. Everything yeah. else is kind of so. Can we actually? Because we were there in the, in the, the garage. garage, but we missed you. You Friends. literally came in like the yeah, day after. Yeah, I was there every day that you weren't there. Oh, okay. I see how it is. You've seen your schedule. That that wasn't organised. We definitely, yeah, I was going to say. Oh, what? Because we did the same thing. Uh, Oh. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's a love-hate relationship. Yeah. Mainly hate. The stickers are hanging on the F2. (laughs) 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 They're half peeled off. So we have a question in from at David underscore SV750, who says, for the award, this is the the first award of today. Okay. Exciting times. Best car livery. Oh, I, not just because you're here, but it's got to be Renault. Yeah, it has really. I don't think it's any contest. It it is actually a really nice livery. All, all jokes aside and bias aside. Yeah, sure, I, sure. I, yeah. No, just, uh, just when hide, it was <clears throat> so, I got to see some of the the pre um, whatever you call the samples for mm-hmm. the year, and all the designers um, they're quite you know creative. Want to let the juices flow, and they're like, oh, we want to do this and that, but. You know, Renault won't let us. They want us to do this really boring one. I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. And they showed it. It's like, that's amazing. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. They wanted aero how cats good, all over. How good could it be? No, but it, it, looked, it looked so good. I think everyone was loving. I think the livery season, like the preseason liveries, was some of the best mm-hmm. ever because normally everyone releases the same car, uh, pretty much the same as last year. And you had like McLaren going with the bright orange uh and i i'd completely forgotten about this until i was doing a video the other day but i completely forgot about the camo ball yeah it feels like ever ago everyone was loving that so yeah it was pretty cool they didn't even run that in testing did they it was they never said they were going to (laughs) they never said they were going to run that in testing they had done before though they said this is a demo our full our full livery they teased us but you're not bitter about it 10 months later (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just people like it's such, a, it's such a it's such a strange thing to get like irate about but i guess uh, like because it's new and different and i'm like hell yeah i mean it did look me cool it mean, looked amazing but it's not i guess it's just not red ball i mean f1 fans never get irate about anything do they no <laughs> they're a very calm bunch <laughs> <famously>. <laughs> 
So the big talking point at the start of the year was McLaren with new Renault Power versus Toro Rosso with Honda. And I think everyone kind of, well, for me anyway, I was like, well, I'm pretty sure McLaren are going to do a lot better than Toro Rosso. Well, they, had was the one be- of, they had the best chassis. They had, remember, yeah, remember McLaren. The best too, chassis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yet they had one of their worst seasons to date, right? Like they, they I, don't, I don't know how it compares with the Honda. I think expectation-wise, it has to be the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible. Like with Honda, there was always a caveat of uh, the learning, you know. It's it's going it's gonna to be an upward curve. And even when they had hiccups, it was like learning. But now, you know, they were pretty clear what their goals were at the start of the year. There yeah. are two other teams with Renault Power doing better than them. And the big problem I see is that they were quick at the start of the season. Like they, yeah. you know, Alonso good, was yeah. like what, third or fourth in the championship at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, he was. And you know, and he had the whole like now we can fight. Yeah, the, that, thing. that meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the memes of like Honda and uh, McLaren at the start, it was just ridiculous that every year McLaren spent testing in the garage with problems and Torosso were first at the end of the pits yeah. weren't they and they mm. did the most laps yeah. well I yeah. think Alonso had a problem with his uh, I think his wheel came off immediately in about two <laughs> laps and you were just like what is going and on and what was the it's absolute the fire from Toro Rosso at the beginning oh, of the yeah. season what did they say they, they were like all systems woking <laughs> they were throwing shade that was lot, like, yeah. that yeah. was like some serious you would though wouldn't you yeah I mean but McLaren the haven't is, exactly been I don't think they've handled it very well in public. At no. All. no, no, yeah. On like Honda were like, "Go on, give them some stick. Do it. Yeah. Go, on. Go, on. Go on, Yeah, they're breaking down. We're not. Come on. It's good publicity for Honda. It's good for them yeah. anyway. Like, I'm, I'm really glad to see Honda have actually finally got a package together where, okay, they're not yeah. winning races with Toro Rosso, but they got Red Bull next year. Yeah, and Toro Rosso had some solid finishes. And they were reliable. That's, yeah. that's uh, they were getting there at the end, weren't they? To be fair, I think they're on a par with Renault now. Mm-hmm. Like um, the top three have stayed relatively stable. Yeah. Even Renault might have dropped back a little bit, being honest. And uh, Honda have actually caught up, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, exciting times. What I find weird is that McLaren, obviously, as I mentioned, were really quick at the start of the season, and yet the might of McLaren couldn't continue that progress. Like you would expect them to close the gap to the top three if they've got a good, solid base, right? But but that was all. Spin. <laughs> Sorry. It was spin. It was spin. It was. It was. We. I mean. Yeah. I think we were the discussing it right at the beginning of the season. It was a case of like, of course they're going to come out and say it's not our fault. It's Honda's. I. Do, I agree with Jack that they didn't say that. They. They. It was too blatant what they were saying, and it set them up for a fall because if they didn't do anything other <clears> than <throat> compete, which I don't think, and they had to be up with Red Bull, didn't they? If really? you asked anybody. Saying, at the beginning of the season, do you think McLaren are up there? I don't think anyone would have, but the fact that they were so like harsh on Honda and saying, we would be competing if it wasn't for this engine, and then to come out the starting blocks and do okay for the first race or whatever, but then literally disappear yeah. off the face but of like, the earth again. Yeah, like you said, the development game was so weird for a team thing. like McLaren yeah. with their budget. I think someone, uh, we did a Facebook rewatch of like all the highlights. And so, yeah. Someone mentioned that, I can't remember the exact figures, but it was something like Alonso scored 40 points in the first mm. five races and then 10 in the last 11 or something. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were just nowhere. Like he was, they were, they were bottom with Williams yeah. in every session at the end. I think they, they had something fundamentally wrong with their, their correlation with the wind tunnel and everything because mm-hmm. they pretty much just gave up from three quarters halfway through the season because they knew that they were so far off of the car. There was something so sort of so wrong compared to what they were seeing in the wind tunnel that it's just always, you can't recover from that. 
And how demoralizing to have to turn, still turn up to every single race, put in all those hours, all that effort. Fernando was loving it. <laughs> at the end, he was just like, "Yeah, whatever." Well, I guess <laughs> just like my last few races, just yeah, cutting corners. Yeah, <laughs> but for oh, everybody, that. for everybody else, maybe I can't imagine that yeah, it was tough. easy to turn up and go. Oh well, just back of the pack again. I mean, it must be the same for Williams. I mean, oh. I don't even know what it's it happened. Must be. Oh, Jack stripping off. What, what are we? One, we're one award in. I'm and, uh, absolutely yeah, roasting, yeah. but I'm, I'm I'm in it for the. If for you, the long you, haul. you guys can de jacket. No, so uh, I'm, I'm here. Can't. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. That's not proper etiquette. So, just to officially announce, so David SV750 is award for best car every went to Renault. We can yeah, say that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on to the next award, Fiona Duff's award, least controversial moment that was made controversial. So you've mentioned it before. There was the Gasly's now we can fight radio message mocking Alonso, mm-hmm. which was. I think, I think the thing with that was, it was it was Gasly sort of, like I say, throwing shade at McLaren and. He maybe naively thought when you're in F1 that things get taken massively out of context and you can't really make those kind of jokes. And he got a massive backlash from a lot of like Spanish media and a lot of like almost like death threats on his Instagram and stuff about it. And he kind of realized yeah i can't like it's a bit childish do to think do things like that do you think in, that's because though like team radio now is so much more of a part of the broadcast like i think it's always uh, been yeah, yeah, a part that people enjoy they choose but what now to, yeah because he that might have just been a joke for his engineers yeah, yeah. like he that might have been a passing yeah, comment you, you always have, yeah, you, you always have to know the possibility and actually the likelihood when you say something like that which is quite inflammatory yeah. they will pick that out and play yeah. it it's like right. a lot like didn't Alonso make a comment halfway through the season that was like, oh, FOM are obsessed with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They always yeah. play my yeah, radio. Yeah. and yeah. That's because you keep giving them stuff yeah. to play. He knows stop, how to play Stop giving yeah. us memes then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to think Alonso won't be in F1 next year. Well, no, he's been... Apparently, he's still their technical support driver. I'm kind of like... I, I, like I'm a big fan of Alonso, like, huge fan. Because when I was growing up, he was still, like, the only guy who was beating Schumacher. But at the same time, the last couple of years, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the last couple of years, I'm just like, I think he's become a bit of a like comedy role, yeah, which is a bit sad. It is sad, like when it's they like, put him in the deck chair for the summer break, and you were just kind of yeah. like, is this what this guy is now? He's just a two-time world champion. Like, there's a time, there's a place for it to yeah. an extent, but I just think it's like run its course. Yeah, so he can go and do IndyCar, LMP1, and that'll be interesting to mm-hmm. watch. Any other least con- well least controversial moments that were made controversial that you can think of over the course of the season? I think it's got to be that one. To be Do you reckon? Yeah. Any others? We're just diving straight into the winners, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I mean, do, do we want to think of some options? I, I mean, I'm trying to... It's quite a difficult thing I, to think of, isn't it? When you think of a whole season, you're like, whoa. All okay. I can think of now is controversial moments. I'm like, <laughs> no, that was actually fairly controversial. <laughs> like, O'Con- I was going to say O'Connor. Maybe, maybe the dickhead no. comment from Hamilton? Yeah, like I think again like we had a big conversation about you know do you take should we get upset about what drivers call each other immediately after a race or whatever and yes I guess the argument is they need to be aware of that they're always being recorded but also I I mean I'm guessing like you're probably the best person to talk to I have been recorded saying bad words in the podium room so you know this is a very real issue to me (laughs) 
<laughs> very close to my Are you heart. okay? <laughs> did you did you recover? Yeah. Did you save Luckily, your only image? FOM didn't see, so I'm not banned yet. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's um, yeah. I think the podium room is slightly different because um, unlike the radio, where you know there's like it's constantly being listened to and it's quite a deliberate thing. The podium room. There are mics around, but they're very much in the background, and they yeah. they are quite clever to sort of try and make it subtle so that you don't. Yeah. It's not in your face. You're not thinking about it, and yeah, you're you're just out of the car. You're effectively with your um, not your mates, but your your peers. So you're going to talk. And your competitors, like that. and your competitive. Mm. If something's happened, you're probably going to talk about it and forget about it. And also, I guess it's called the cool down room, right? But you're not allowed to cool down because yeah. you're being filmed. So yeah. it's kind of one of those things where it's like, how much right should the media have or FOM have on these athletes? Like, All of it. That's my I mean, favorite part yeah. of the weekend. It's the equivalent it. of them filming like the changing rooms of a football or rugby yeah. match afterwards Doesn't when happen. they're probably effing and blinding and mm. really, you know, I mean, angry the, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the only time you hear about that kind of thing is when, like, I don't know, um, Sir Alex Ferguson threw a boot that at was, David Beckham. It, that was instantly the image that popped yeah. up in my head. <laughs> but that's one. And yeah. that, how, that was how many years yeah. ago? Yeah. But whereas but whereas the in F1, it's, no it's, every, there, yeah, exactly. it's every single race. And it's, it's that whole thing, like, are we just going to get PR machines in drivers that are just going to go, I can't say anything, I can't say anything. So in, in effect, eventually, we'll kill all the entertainment anyway because drivers will be yeah. like, I can't say anything, I'm going to get filmed and I'm going to get picked up for it in well, the press conference. Because kind of like that Hamilton... was the biggest deal about the dickhead comment, the fact that it got picked up in the press conference, made a massive deal of, and it was actually Vettel that stepped in and went, do you know yeah. what? Yeah, come on. That was great. Leave yeah, him alive. That was really cool. Yeah. That was like, that was a, Pretty cool. Good guy Vettel moment. Moment, yeah. yeah. I've got another one to throw into the mix um, for this award. How about every Lewis Hamilton apology via Insta stories? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To fit anything Lewis And the preceding Lewis Hamilton statement, yeah. He's just had one. There was another one. He's just had the slums comment. Yeah. Yeah. The slums comment, that is... Just everything he says. Poor guy, honestly. He can't do anything right. Yeah, I mean... He does say some stupid stuff. Yeah. He does say some stupid stuff. Yeah, and without sounding like one of those people I did see a few comments on Twitter that was like oh can you imagine if like Hamilton was the one that was drunk at the FIA gala it wouldn't have, it been, would seen have been the same, same thing would it it'd have been like how how disrespectful that yeah, he's at an like, awards yeah. yeah. do and he's drunk but because it's Kimmy everyone's like oh this is really Love funny <laughs> yeah but it is it is different but again like he is also the one that everyone is watching he's mm. the five time world champ he's the one that everybody wants a soundbite from and that's just part of the mix, I guess. Because you're not going to follow, no yeah. offence to Gasly, but you're not going to follow Gasly around the entire FIA award-giving no. ceremony well, or whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, he loves WTF1, so I mean... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, we though. Like if, if Marcus Ericsson said something slightly controversial, they'd yeah. be like, oh, okay. Marcus Ericsson would literally have to like tell someone yeah. to die. And then be like, okay, <laughs> then it makes the headlines. Like... <laughs> So wow. harsh. So, oh no, I'm saying that's what it we're not recommending that course of action, Marcus. No, no don't right. do it. Don't no. do it, Marcus. <laughs> don't do it. We won't report it. Yeah, we will. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, what award? What, what award? Which one should we go for then? That's for... tough. So, what have we got? We've got Gasly. 
Uh, we've got everything Lewis Hamilton has everything ever said. Lewis Hamilton <laughs> says. What was the second one? Maybe it is everything Lewis. Hamilton uh, the dickhead comment. Well, that, comment. Which, is, which kind of goes into that one. Yeah. So maybe Lewis wins. Yeah, just Lewis Hamilton as a human being. As is, a human being, yeah. just yeah. not yeah. that controversial. Least controversial. Yeah. Everyone makes yeah. it controversial. Lewis Hamilton wins for being Lewis Hamilton. What a like golf clap. Hit golf clap for for like audio listeners. They have no idea what's going on. They just hear a slight like tipper tapper in the background. Anyway, next award: most unpredictable race at Wardy one seven zero six. Unpredictable race. Uh, what's the criteria? How are we defining unpredictable? Not to be like you didn't know what's going to happen. Yeah. The test, right? No, because I mean, like, so okay, so here we go. I'm going to throw one into the ring that's maybe not obvious. Okay. France. Well, because it was surprising because on the podcast it, were like, this is going to be absolutely diabolical. Exactly yeah. that. Because that's what I mean about the d- different definitions of unpredictability. Okay. Let's we go. all thought it was going to be It wasn't The two I threw into great. the mix were Baku and Austria. Baku mm. for because it was... Mental. Mental, but then also you can argue that that's Baku because of last year. But I guess it, it delivered I again. Was. Maybe it is expected. Yeah. Uh, and then Austria, just the fact that Mercedes double DNF'd, which... Hadn't happened since the 50s. Yeah. And Red Bull won yeah. a power track, which n- you never Don't thought see. that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to throw China into the mix. I think China was a great race. Obviously, we had that the safety car that came out right at the wrong point for, I think it was Bottas, yeah. Vettel. Hamilton carried on as well, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah. The Mercedes made a lot of bad strategy calls, didn't they, at the start of the year? And then obviously you had, then had Vettel crashing into, uh, sorry, Verstappen crashing into Vettel. Yeah. You had Ricardo come all the way through the field to win. Like I, I found that quite unpredictable, especially for China. Everyone hates China. I love China. Yeah, so I think it's a great race. It always produces pretty awesome racing, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. So I'm going to throw that into the mix. Anything else? Jack, throw it. My throw vote was uh, with Baku initially. Mm. Um it's um, yeah, but like Tommy says, it's kind of consistently unpredictable. So yeah. how Half do you? Twenty sixteen. Everyone thought it was what the happened? worst race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two, two, I guess two out of three. Ain't Got there. Hi- <laughs> hyped up too much by uh, the F two race beforehand. So <laughs> that was pretty. Really yeah, we were loving that. We were yeah, we were by the it's... pit entry, like literally losing our crap watching <laughs> you go through, and we were like, "Go on, Jack!" It's insane. We, yeah, we're not I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I was getting messages and like like trying to follow it on Twitter because I think we were walking back from uh, maybe like driver autographs or something. Yeah. Obviously, you see you, you guys going round and and like I had a message it's like oh Jack's like 18th or something and I was like oh what and then and they just came up like Jack's fifth, <laughs> Jack's third, <laughs> Jack could win this. Because <laughs> yeah. like, was, wasn't it was the, pretty much my yeah. thought process in didn't, the car? Yeah. Didn't the top five like? Just crash yeah, out. Basically, yeah, basically, this was still when all the clutch problems were. I love how this has turned into F2's most unpredictable hey, race, by you're the way. Here. Um, yeah, but this was when all the clutch problems were still happening. So a bunch of us stalled. We went into the pit lane, went out of the pit lane, caught up to the pack under safety car. And then, yeah, later on, the top five just all decided to outbreak themselves at turn one. That was And ridiculous. all got stuck in the runoff area. And Insane. I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I went from eight, so starting in the pit lane from like 18th or 19th to second. That's insane. Yeah. And you're being rolled back into the pits, weren't you? I seem to remember. Yeah, literally. They were racing like... away through turn two and turn three. And I was like, could you go faster, please? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be a lap The down. race has started. <laughs> <laughs> I love how polite you are. Could you just could you just potentially just roll me? Sorry to bother you, old chap. (laughs) (laughs) I have a job to do. I bet you were thinking though when you did stall it that it's not all is not lost. Actually, the radio was broadcast, so you can you can go back and check what I was thinking. 
spoiler it was a swear word yeah, yeah, imagine. <laughs> but, but after that and after it's kind of you, you, you're sat there and you're going okay it's Baku there's probably going to be a safety car there's to be fair be... yeah the, the, what, the best thing about Baku when you're the driver and, and you're racing is the slipstream the slipstream on that straight is ridiculous it's um, if you're in a long gearing you can literally gain 30 35 kilometers an hour just from being <laughs> a slipstream which means you're basically approaching the start line at warp speed compared to the guy in front of you <laughs> and it's like genuinely scary which way do I go because yeah. by the time I make this decision he's going to move as well and I won't have time to, to figure it out what does that What does that feel does it feel like a slingshot does it feel like just for people that don't know um, or does it just feel like it's just like slowly building because no because <laughs> you, you know up. that they're not slow but it's normal speed for them and you're just slowly creeping up to them and as you get closer it just accelerates more and more and more the closer you get and yeah you start to panic a little bit when when you're like left right (laughs) and that's what happened to the red bulls right the thing that blew my mind about baku this year was it and the problem that red bull had was normally on any other track if you're a second apart you can't follow each other you could be nearly a second and a half behind going into the final corner and you'd get the slipstream to have a go Mm. on the straight yeah and it's like that, that and the craziest that. thing as well is like if if you get got far enough up the straight you can have another go to yeah. take it back take that place back it's yeah. insane because so and it was the shot for me is for, that always gets me excited about Baku is when you're watching you're watching like a pack of cars go down that straight in single file and all of a sudden they just go like and then it's through your breast and you're like holy moly everyone's got their own little speech bubble saying I've got this (laughs) (laughs) out of my way I find it quite scary to watch even as a spectator I'm like there's going to be an almighty crash here and I think one day there probably will be and then they'll be like okay maybe we need to shorten the straight or something but it is rather it'll be sad because that's just part of racing everyone the thing is you know it's a dangerous part of the track so you do take a bit of extra care but it's also the most exciting part and it makes yeah. Baku what it is yeah so if they put a chicane in the middle of it you've just got another new street circuit which is just like mm. as soon as you see a safety car as well you're like wow there's going to be about seven yeah. wide coming yeah. down and here. the leader's <laughs> just like I- I've lost it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be eight by the end of this race. <laughs> yeah. so what do we think then unpredictable race what's it going to go to maybe we could do give it to Baku Baku is well just done, you, Baku. you never know what's going to happen for the in individual Baku. race yeah if we're going to yeah. look at it as a race then like when 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 you look at the starting grid, you're like, that's not going to be how it finishes. Yeah, and yeah. you get like a forced Cindia on the podium. And yeah, even yeah I think that as well. It was the only non-top three yeah. podium, right? Yeah. Perez, so. yeah. And even in terms of pure pace going into the weekend, it's like anyone could be on top. Yeah. Which okay. is cool. I'm surprised you haven't Thank mentioned you. that Leclerc was sixth or fifth, is he? That's just usual these days. Oh, yeah, he's true. Just, he gets points left. That was his racer where he like came alive, wasn't it? He yeah, was like, okay, the he's there. Yeah, because the first few races were a bit like, mm, okay, he's actually getting beaten by Ericsson, and then it was. He's actually. I think, I think I think that Baku was the moment that you started falling in love. It with was. Him. It was. It was that yeah. podcast where we were kind of trying to say, "He's in a Salva, come on, like he's amazing." And you're like, mm, "Is it though?" And then from then on, that just became the meme that you were like, <laughs> "Oh, shout back out to Charles." Well done, Charles. Uh, you're actually he's blush. Be... He's blushing. No, I'm not blushing. I'm just really hot. Uh, <laughs> He said he's going to potentially get at least two wins next season, didn't he? As well, I, he saw, did. I saw a report saying so that. Like a rubbish. He's, he's going to be better. Yeah, I'm going to gonna call it right now. All right, cool. I'm just going to accept that and move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next award at Jack DC ninety three, the royally messing up award. I mean, there's only one real contender for that, isn't there? Yeah. Germany. 
I've got another one thrown for the mix. I think Italy, Ferrari, they did this a lot throughout the season and we discussed it a lot. They didn't implement team orders when they needed to. And I think Italy, while the Germany mistake was huge, and and again, they that race, Kimi was ahead of mm-hmm. uh, Vettel for ages, burning his tyres out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then Italy should have been the race that they allowed Kimi to get pole because he was behind uh, to get the slipstream for his qualifying lap. And, you know, they should have said, like, Kimi, like, you need to let Vettel buy at turn one. Vettel goes through, wins the race. They're back on, you know, in championship it, position. I and think, instead, it, they bottled it. Italy was their one moment to turn it around. Yeah, definitely. And they, you're right. It's poor management. Really I just can't up. believe that they yeah, didn't. Made a lot of the whole weekend, though, the sure. whole weekend, it was just like, it was theirs to lose and yeah. they lost it. And then you had that race where Mercedes were, do, were, were doing the team orders because they left yeah. Bottas out as a sitting duck to block Kimi to make mm-hmm. sure he didn't win. And just, they're just playing Ferrari at their own game. Mm-hmm. I find it so strange because, obviously, I think we spoke about this before, but Ferrari have always been so savage. Like, they are the most savage yeah. team in terms of team orders. They will just do whatever. But I don't know if it's with Maurizio or Benny or what, but that Italy race, it was almost like they were trying to be good guys and be like, right, can, go on. Okay, have a shot at winning this race, and then obviously Vettel then had the spin on Hamilton, and and I guess we look at it like, oh, they threw it away. Vettel very much had a part in that. Yeah, yeah, it's very bad luck. He could have yeah. easily been third, not spun round Hamilton, and then there would have been an absolute slipstream race for the rest of the of the Grand Prix. So. Because it was tight at the top, like Hamilton and Raikkonen oh, were yeah. chasing each other the entire race. I mean, I think Monza up there is 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 probably one of my races of the season because mm. it was yep. just such a like again like slightly unpredictable edge of seat stuff for the entire way round. And it wasn't um, even wheel to wheel racing, was it? No, it was just well, no. it was just tense the whole race. Yeah, and then when it was wheel to wheel, it was exciting, yeah. and that happened enough to kind of keep you hooked. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're right. It wasn't. It was just a. Mm. You're just, just, just a, Ferrari and Vettel this season, really. You are, yeah, you are right. So royally messing up award is just Ferrari and Vettel, I guess. <laughs> because, yeah, do I mean, yeah. I guess, because obviously that wasn't the one time that Vettel spun. I mean, it became a, it's become a bit of a meme. Like, you know, does he, does he want to spin or does he want a world championship? Mm. <laughs> Who knows? In terms of, like, an individual moment, if you're going to pick one for the award where it's, like, in terms of messing up and just being absolutely gutted afterwards because it was that, you know, kind of split-second thing. It has to be Germany because, yeah. you know, it's his home race. He's leading by miles. And you could just see that when the rain started coming down, you know, the gap was, was coming down a bit. He was driving quite tense, it looked like. You could see from the car. And, yeah, he just, you know, made a mistake and misjudged it. And you could see he was just destroyed afterwards. And he was leading the championship as well. And he was yeah. leading the championship. It was his chance to capitalise. It was, it was yeah. the, that was a psychological turning point for me. Absolutely. Like where it just, it, that was it. He, that was so lost dramatic it. as well that qualifying, like it always gets mentioned in the highlights as well because Hamilton was 14th, Petal on pole, and then that just switched. Yeah. And the championship yeah. changed so dramatically just from qualifying to race. Yeah, it was insane. And this is obviously an opinion and we don't know if we would go back in time and, and Vettel not to crash in Hockenheim, but I think it would have genuinely gone down to the wire, even mm-hmm. though Mercedes looked like they had the edge towards the end of the season anyway. 
I think that just with that psychological advantage for Vettel, we know how Hamilton can be affected as much as he was completely on his A game. He thrives on it. He, yeah, he thrives on it. But like he can, he can also be quite emotional. And I think that, I mean, we saw him try and push the car back in qualifying in Germany, didn't we? Yeah. So yeah. he was very pent up with emotion at that but point. But again, yeah. we'd come off the back of Silverstone where he, he Vettel had stolen yeah. his home race from him. Like So Vettel had stolen Hamilton's home race, come to Germany it looks like it's still all going wrong mm. for Lewis. And then Lewis takes Seb's home race. That psychological warfare is, and I'm not, it wasn't obviously intentional, like Vettel copped up. So, um, but that, it was, it enabled Lewis to come out on top psychologically. Yeah. And it was a, a massive, massive moment of the season. I'm gonna throw one more in there. Go on. Oh, um, which is not Ferrari related, shock. Oh. Oh. It's uh, still a team. I'm gonna put Williams in the mix. Because I think they had a shocking season, <laughs> just, just which, a, yeah, which could have which could have been avoided. Um, because you know, okay, you know, people joke about Sergey and Lance, um, but you know, they're not they're they're adequate drivers, and they're not probably as bad as last in the championship uh, by that margin, which was sizable. And you know, the amount of times you saw them with a car that just looked absolutely horrendous, mm. like undrivable, because downforce was dropping out which is the worst thing you can have as a driver. And it took them so long to figure it out. And the development of that car was so stunted, even though the, the factory, the Grove, is one of the best of the midfield in terms of resources. And it's just like, how have they managed to waste that? Yeah. And it's really well, sad. Kubica came out saying at the beginning of the season that he was um, embarrassed, embarrassed to drive that, to car. Drive that yeah. car because it makes, it makes a driver look bad. And yep. it's not got anything to do. It's like, yeah, you were saying, like, you know, Sergey and Lance, they, they, it makes them look poor. But how, sorry, how much Claire Williams said, you know, we've not done a pay driver lineup. You know, it, it very much wasn't. It was, they were so inexperienced as well that it just set them so far back. I mean, from a management point of view, I think that was a pretty serious error because they did have options to, to go with other drivers and, and they chose obviously like you said to take that take the money there is an economy for that because you get the money to develop the car and da 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 but lance you know mid-race he's asking for help so often in the race from his engineer mm. he's clearly not as experienced as some of the other guys and in formula one i think having just one or two years experience in different teams knowing what the standard is to be able to say this is the area of the car that we need to develop mm -hmm. that's what they miss quite sorely well, he was team leader in, what is he, 19? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So second year in it's F1, he's 19. So he's arguably kind of been put in very quickly as well yeah. from, didn't didn't even do F2 or anything, did he? So no. He's, yeah, to, um, to lead a team when you're that. Sorokin, as much as we love him, he's, <laughs> he's not got the experience either. I mean, no. he's a competent driver, but you, when you don't, like I say, have that context of knowing what an F1 car should be like, yeah. you're never going to stand a chance. So what's what's the fix? How do Williams bring it back? Um, well, it's, I mean, they're going to have George next year, which will be a massive help because I think um, George is quite good technically at feedback, uh, but he still won't have the experience, obviously. So hopefully Robert will be able to bring some of that knowledge back to the team having driven the car this year. Uh, but to be honest, I think it needs to be a bit more of a whole-scale change in the engineering department because there's something seriously not right about how they're using the resources there. It makes much more sense as well to have a veteran driver and someone coming up that's proved mm. themselves. Like that's the mix that we usually see in a Formula One team, isn't it? So 
I'd be interested to see because at the same time, is Kubica really just being brought in for that technical help? Because when we look at his lap times and what he's done in tyre testing, which obviously isn't a massive, you know, great way to sort of measure things, but at the same time, he isn't going to be as good as he was. So why? Obviously, he's brought in a lot of money as well. From what I've heard, you know, it's quite a, quite a few million. Yeah. But at the same time, he's bringing that technical sort of side as well. So it makes sense, and I think for Williams, hopefully, it will project them up to up the grid purely from George's sort of talent and then and Kubitz's sort of mindset. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm sure he's watching. <laughs> so are we going to go for the Rawley Messing Up Award for Vettel at Germany, but as a team, Williams? Should we do that? We'll okay, split it up for yeah, driver right. and, and team. Driver oh. and team, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Why not? All right, cool. Next one. This one's quite good. At Callum Moore underscore 12, best pirouette of the season. And uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> one man springs to mind. It's not a complete uh, roasting of Vettel, obviously. Um, they they mm. put in their tweet brackets, not to dig at Vettel. Leclerc had a few as well. <laughs> so, but the difference yeah. was, I mean, Leclerc didn't always execute them perfectly, but... Did, did he do he, a 360 at one point? I mean, I wrote... Was it yeah. Suzuka? It was Suzuka. As well. Yeah, as well. I wrote in my they notes... They were beautiful yeah. pirouettes. That he was so impressive at the end of the season that he was even spinning off well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. if he came off, he managed to like avoid barriers and stuff. Yeah. So there was no damn... Like, real damage to the car. Mm. It was it was pretty impressive. I've not seen yeah. many drivers be mm. able to control spins like mm. he has this yeah. season. Alonso had a good one at Suzuka as well at Degna One. Oh yeah, um, in, I think it was in practice. He just put a wheel on the grass on the entry there, and usually if you do that, that's like a hundred percent certainty you're in the barrier and yeah. quite hard. But somehow he he didn't. So everyone on the pit wall and Renault was just like, "How did he do that?" <laughs> <laughs> like if that was us, we, our car would be in five pieces right now. <laughs> Okay, so you're throwing that into the mix. I don't actually remember seeing that personally. Uh, it was but, in practice, yeah. It, it sounds it. impressive. Uh, obviously, we've got Vettel, but I don't think that's the best pirouette. I think no, because they were messy. No. I think Charles, Charles 360 yeah, was, go, Charles. was proper like... Have you seen that video from like the 80s where Keke Rosberg just like... Yes. When he did these <laughs> try to overtake. Yeah, yeah. That, was that was It was It was up there with that. Yeah, it was good. Okay, so we're going to go with Charles. Oh, I love how we didn't clap the last award because it was a bad we award. We haven't clapped the like, last five. <laughs> We've been where, inconsistent where? with the clapping. Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, we need a whap more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next one. Uh, this is obviously going to create a bit of discussion, I reckon. Best race of the year. America, easily. I, I wouldn't say easily. We had some there, very there good some races. There were some incredible races, but I think just all of America was, it was just, just happened incredible. happened from last to second and nearly won, Tommy. Well, if that was the case, I would have picked... Uh, Austria, no, um, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just an awesome race. But the the thing with uh, America, when you actually watch it back, it doesn't maybe doesn't seem that good when you're mm. watching the highlights. Mm. And it's very similar to Italy, where it's the tension of it. Where I can't remember the last time you had three people going for the win and you didn't know who was going to win until mm. like the yeah. last two or three laps. It never happens in Formula One. Yeah, and we had Bahrain as well. Like Bahrain, the gap between. Um, the top two was yeah. I can't remember what it was it was like but it was less than a, I think it was less than a second yeah it was oh, yeah. Like Bottas and Vettel wasn't yeah, it? yeah Bottas and Vettel it was insane um, so we yeah we've actually been given quite a treat this year in there's terms been a of, lot of good races been like a lot of good and then quite a few drastically bad as well like just to kind of add <laughs> yeah. it to the mix it's, like that, was, season, season, I think that yeah. was the problem but the races that were good were like unbelievably good because yeah. I remember I think it was your through a race review from Bahrain was something like 
this is F1. This is F1. And that's what I like, another the one that was like, give me race. more or yeah. something. Yeah. Like it was like. It yeah. was just like. Bahrain was incredible. Yeah. And it was probably like seventh or eighth best race yeah. of the year. You know, like Italy was amazing. Silverstone was amazing. Baku was amazing. I think I think the US Grand Prix for me that was the best. I think it had the most emotion tied to it as well for anyone that even is a neutral of Kimi Raikkonen. You know, just to see him win again, like him to get effing finally. (laughs) It was so many stories as well. I think what that was good about that race that you had like Kimi finally like got his elbows out and was like, "No, you're not coming through." Hamilton was a little more cautious coming through the field because he had a title to win. Verstappen went from last to second or whatever. You know At what that mean? point, were you rooting for Kimi or, or Max, Tommy, honestly? Honestly, I was very torn because I was like, if Verstappen wins, that would would have been like one of the furthest back anyone's ever won. It would have been insane. Yeah. But also, I really wanted Kimi to win because it was just... It had been 113 years, as Crofty said. <laughs> <laughs> I love that F1 video of the memes. Wasn't that, how good was that video? Yeah. And also the animation yeah. thing they released uh, yesterday so before. Good. Yeah. Oh, the F1 the, are... The puns. Yeah, they've done well. They're they're really fair play. They're getting it. Shout out to Charlie, who does the F1 stuff out there. He They understand memes, which is good. Um, okay, so we're going to go with USA then? Yeah. yeah. I think it has to be. Congratulations, Kimmy. Awesome. Well done, Kimmy. Cool. Uh, many of you suggested the Maldonado of the Year Award, so who was our pastor of the year? <clears throat> I think uh, the black and yellow suit has to take a hit on this one. Because <laughs> the, the incident at Spa on the start line was so similar to... Um, <laughs> The one that we saw, what was it 2012? Grosjean. The massive accident then. Mm. I was just like getting flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just unlucky, but it was a massive That's accident. That's a very good point. I forgot that actually right, yeah. happened. But How did you forget? Sorry, it was your Nico. beloved Charles that was almost... That's why I've deleted it from my memory. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks to the halo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, oh, it was a small mistake which had big consequences. So maybe that's not so pastoresque. I don't know. But just like Grosjean, it was a small mistake and... Uh, Grosjean, so it? many moments. Uh, I've got, I've got Grosjean as my Grosjean. Grosjean. Did Grosjean. I say Grosjean? <laughs> Grosjean. Do, do you not hear your own like, no. voice? Um, yeah, I've got Grosjean down for. I, I was probably a bit savage, but I said for having a mediocre year, almost getting a race ban, finishing quite a way behind his, his teammate in the points, and getting a drive for next year still. <laughs> just just yeah. Maldonado That's pretty things. Maldonado Actually, thing where you're yeah. like yeah. you and crashed in every race how are you still in F1 and crashed yeah. under safety car with no on one around him that's probably the moment I would pick out yeah what and then wasn't it in Spain Spain, Spain, Spain when he just terrible. lit up the back tyres that was a bad and period just... for him yeah like the, what, what goes through uh, just as a, a, a racing driver Jack in Roman Grosjean's position at Spain, what was he thinking to, <laughs> to do that? Do you think is it, is there any sort of common sense behind that as a racing driver? <laughs> no, it's it's difficult because it's not really common sense because you're just acting on impulse, obviously. So I suspect when he started to get it sideways, he was there's that desperation because you know that a there's a lot of cars around you, b it's all going quite pear shaped, c you know. Yeah, he, he's probably, I can't remember, Baku was uh, before, so he's already had like some incidents. And all of that stuff does play on your mind um, if you're having a bad patch. So he was probably just quite like so, determined to get it back. So yeah. you just literally put your throttle to the floor. I mean, 
that was his way of trying to rescue the situation. I'm going to make a smoke, smoke screen. Smoke screen. Yeah, he just did like, if no one no sees one that I've spun and I just t- come out the other side. Yeah. No, I, d- I can't say what he was doing, but yeah. to be fair, everyone has those moments mm. where you get a bit of brain fade. and He just had quite a few. He just had quite a few, yeah. I bet Bernie was sat there watching the race. Obviously, he was a fan of sprinklers and stuff. He's like, smoke screens. <laughs> yes. This is the way forward. It comes out of the ground. Just, <laughs> just install a Grosjean Bernie in every corner. <laughs> smoke. Oh, no. smoke, smoke. Grosjeans at every corner spinning his wheels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess it's quite difficult to sort of break down what is a Maldonado year. You've said Grosjean as a kind of As a season, person. As an, and as a Who's person. Who's the most Maldonado-esque person? I think however much it kills me to say, like, Max had a pretty Maldonado-esque start to the year as well. Yeah. Even Maldonado, I don't think, managed to have, like, seven bits of contact in seven races. Uh, and then we won't get into the Ocon Verstappen thing, but a lapped oh, yeah, let's driver. Leave that Pandora's box closed. You know, <laughs> taking another uh, driver yeah. out is pretty Maldonado-esque. I don't think it even is. Pastor managed that. So. As a lapped car. It's no, very, uh, yeah. That is very Pastor-esque, yeah. It's all I, extreme pasta. Yeah, oh, I was like, yeah. we, we just said he's never done it, and yet we're like, yeah, that's yeah, very Maldonado. What he would have done. <laughs> poor, yeah. poor old pasta. If he watches this, we're all going to be feeling very guilty. Nah. Nah. Okay, fine. Nah. So should we go with Grosjean for that then? I don't. Uh, I think maybe we would go with Grosjean, Depends. but but Verstappen gets an honourable mention. Honourable mention. For um, half half a pasta. And for like an individual incident, Ocon honorable mention as well yeah because wow, I think walk. as a person over the season Grosjean hands down but for incident like individual moments Ocon was up there yeah oh dear oh, are you, are you, are you alarm? Tommy? I don't know why that oh I know why that alarm was it was it was Tell do you want to share with the group it was oh, for okay. Formula E to remind me that to post something when the <laughs> race was about to start well, that's <laughs> I don't <laughs> normally get up at 12 minutes past 12 I was going to say like <laughs> put your snooze on for three hours nice Okay, so we're not going to clap for that and we'll just go... Okay, Okay, next one. At Fort E. Lemon. Moment most likely to make you cry. So I guess we can split that up into... Because my, my moment is to do with the WTF1 video but for people that just watch Formula 1. Got, it's got to be Alonso's goodbye in Abu Dhabi. With the guard of honor and the donuts, yeah, like, that was cool. I, I was a broken man. I think we'd said before, like we weren't that emotional about Alonso leaving, mainly to do with his attitude, and then just because like nothing, it didn't feel as emotional as say like a massa retirement number one. So it it was it was kind of like I wasn't expecting to feel that sad, and it got to Abu Dhabi, and they'd done like the driver's briefing room was all like thank you, that and they they, cool. they put a lot of effort yeah. into like saying goodbye, and um, but I was still a bit like oh, okay, yeah, um, it's going to be weird not seeing him on the on the grid next season. It doesn't help the McLaren don't let their drivers retire properly as well. It's always like, oh, they might come back. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, please come back. Yeah. Hakkinen, Button. Yeah. None of, yeah, yeah. None of them Hakkinen, have gone out Button. saying... Nigel Mansell, I think, was another one where yeh. they're just kind of like, oh, we're go- they're going on a break. <laughs> they might come back. Go- yeah, we're just going to keep them over here. <laughs> it's like McLaren don't know how to break up with their drivers. Isn't it? yeah. It's almost it's like... It's never good. What, was their, you know, it's no. what was their thing when they really wanted Van Dorn in and they had that 
what was it innovative three driver yeah. strategy press release do you remember that yeah. no oh, you're yeah. putting button as your test driver yeah. just say it but just, it's typical mclaren mclaren can never say it how it is they yeah. always have to think of some weird spin to put on it and then it usually comes back to bite them in the ass because i mean button did like did he do any testing after he left they did monaco didn't he when oh I yeah he took monaco yeah. yeah just because they in a seat <laughs> Yeah. Good lad. And that was just because Alonso was off chasing the triple crown. Triple crown. So the triple crown. Mm. Every time someone says triple crown, I hear Zap Brown going, "Let's go get the triple crown." Like, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I'm just like that. Ah. Yeah. It's just ruining it slightly for me. It's quite distressing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a separate note. But um, yeah, the 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 donuts at the end. I I was well, we were there, but watching on a TV screen, and it was a bit like. Yeah. Okay, it was so respect. Really it was going. so respectful as yeah. well of like Vettel, Hamilton, Alonso will have their differences throughout their career, yeah. and to think because it was spontaneous. They think they, yeah. they didn't plan it. They, yeah. it, was, it wasn't planned, and they're like, right, we're gonna all go on the straight like eleven world titles between was, us. Like, it was so cool. That in itself, I think was the fact that it was spontaneous, but they just nailed it. Like, yeah, they got so, well, Alonso in Lewis. the middle. Everyone was pretty much in tight. Well, Lewis, yeah, no. Lewis was doing <laughs> his own thing. Yeah, but that was pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah. I've got another moment to to throw in. Um, Danny Ricardo in um, where was it? Which race? Kota. Um, when, when he screamed, yeah, that was that was oh, straight yeah. to the heart. Kota, wasn't it? Kota or Mexico? I can't remember Kota. which one. Kota. I think Maybe it was Kota. Kota. Me- yeah. Mexico was where he said Gasly can have the car. But, oh, yeah, yeah. but, but the, it was like, the US one where it was, it was that like... slow build up where everything was just going wrong and Verstappen was obviously coming good. And then poor Danny Rick, everything was going wrong in yeah. the car. and He was still trying to be Mr. Smiley. Or yeah, and it was just like, you know, he's smiling. You're just like, I know you're hurting, Danny. You yeah. can let it out. And then he did. He finally <laughs> it was, did. Yeah. It was, but it, it was, it's always for, for, for me as well. Like, I think everybody knows how much he loves Cota, how much he loves America yeah. and Texas. And he, he almost sees it as kind of like another home race. And this is the second year in a row. He's DNF. And he could have won that race as well. He could like, have won that race. Looking back on it, he was, well, Verstappen was pretty much last, wasn't he? And, and yep. Danny Rick was running about fifth or something. Yeah. So. It is, yeah. It's that is moment. sad. And, and to see Mr. Smiley no longer smile, yeah. you know that that's That's, that's what it was. It was just like, ah. Oh. And what gets me is the fact six races in, he's won two of the races. Mm. Like, yeah. we think Danny Rick's going to have an awesome season. You know, maybe Red Bull can contend. Yeah. And then, no. No, see you later. He had that weird stat where he was... Never on the podium apart from his wins. Yeah. Yep. Pastor Maldonado lasted. <laughs> <laughs> We're not calling Danny Ray going Pastor back Maldonado. to the Pastor Award. Uh, Pastor and then Award another Danny. moment was when Ocon was in our video. So many people that watched WT1 would know this, but you know when he came in IBR with his little blue bag, uh, that was <laughs> very sad, yeah. wasn't it? That was a very upsetting moment to, to yeah. see him walking off. It's like, look, look at him. It's like, oh my God. It's the, it's the pathetic bag that made it, I think. He it didn't like, even have like a suitcase. It was like, Force India said, here's a towel, wrap your things up <laughs> and go. <laughs> Going for a picnic or something. <laughs> Just need to get the stick. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it was like that. <laughs> but I think we're definitely And he was on his own too. Yeah. That was the yeah. strangest thing for me. Like, because all the other yeah. drivers, well, not all the other drivers, but a lot of the other drivers had people like an entourage or like their physio physio or, or their yeah. girlfriends or their wives or whatever and he Esteban was just on his own just imagine them throwing that and going pack your things yeah you're done the strolls walk into the garage <laughs> see you later yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, excuse me, you're in my spot. Oh, yeah. God, that's sad. But yeah, I think definitely the God of Honor for me, that struck a chord with me where I was like, whoa, yeah. this is It was history. one of the coolest moments in In a F1. very long time. Yeah. Yeah. In history, Just, I'd say. Like, that was, when have we ever really seen that before? Yeah, awesome. uh, especially 11 yeah. championships like that. Special. Okay, so well done, Alonso slash Vettel slash Hamilton for that little goodbye. Okay, our three words season reviews to summarise the year. Jack, I don't have one for you, so you're going to think about that. And uh, we're going to start with <laughs> me, ups and downs. I, I guess that was a very, it's a very basic way of saying that there were some amazing races and then there were some boring ones, but that's the beauty of Formula One. We're, I think the down, the rubbish races, make the better ones even better in, in a lot of ways, don't they? Because, you know, like Canada, what happened? Where did Canada go? Did they even ha- hold a race this year? I don't really remember. It yep. was dreadful. <laughs> and you think Canada is one of those yeah. amazing races where, you know, they slipstream, they go down the straight, and then you've got the bus stop again and another straight to overtake. But that's kind of where I was like, you know, it is very much ups and downs. And then we have the ups and downs of also thinking we're going to have a title fight to the end of the year. It's so tense. We're loving it. And then Hamilton wins by like 60 points and... Uh, that, that's where I was going with ups and downs. Jess, your three-word season review? I guess mine's kind of linked to that, but it, it was a season of surprises. I think nobody went into the 2018 season expecting it to turn out the way that it did. First off, on on the sense that we'd kind of come off the back of some very predictable, very kind of like, oh, who watches F1 anymore? Because we just know Mercedes are going to run away with it and they're going to get one, two in the drivers and it's just not fun to watch anymore. One and five. Hmm. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So that, every, time I, every time I remember that, I'm like, wow, Bottas got fifth. Jeez. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, carry yeah. on. Um, but that made, it, that made it good. And, you know, we went into testing. And, um, I mean, the thing, that, the thing that always makes me laugh about testing was that there was that headline in the sun that said, Lewis's uh, title hopes are dashed as he gets the least amount of running out of every car on track. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that, that kind of didn't uh, really go the way you, that was going, did it? One of the biggest yeah. surprises at the start of the year as well was the fact that Mercedes didn't win a race for the first yeah. four. Yeah. And we're like, no Vettel one would have called that four as well. Danny Rick won a race yeah. before Mercedes. And yet, it, at least for me, it was always in the back of my mind, like, they're, they're going to win. Yeah. They're going to pull this back. Like, yeah. such as the domination they've had the last few years. Yeah. You just can't quite believe it. But, you know, one year it's going to happen where they will keep not winning. And then well, if, someone if, else will If the winning. end of this season was anything to go by, we had three very competitive teams. And that if we roll that over and all of winter testing and winter development goes well, we should have an awesome season next year. I don't want to put too much like yeah, yeah. anticipation when one of the top on it. Teams has a completely different engine as well now. So we don't know how that's going to pan yeah. out. So, but, but yeah, I, I do agree. Like it, it's, it's, it's weird. Like the trend of the last few years is, is Ferrari strong. Then they get weak towards the end of the season. Mercedes come strong and Red Bull are unreal in the last few races. Yeah. It's, yeah. I hope that will change and we'll actually see Red Bull compete on more power tracks because when you compare their start of the season to the end of the season, like Australia qualifying, like <laughs> how crazy yeah. that was as a, a benchmarking for us. I think a lot of people's, uh, when we asked fans for their season reviews, was like 2017 that year because it was just so, like the parallels between the season, even when we were talking before yeah. this, we were like trying to remember what happened in... 2017 and There's 2018 because it was so similar of like the staff and started the year bad and got strong 
Vettel started the year so strong and got bad. Hamilton came strong at the end and won the title by such a long way, even when you thought it was going to be really close. Do you know what I mean? It was it was so similar. Tommy, I think that leads quite well onto your three. Well, well, mine was going to be a massively underrated year because I don't think 2018 will go. Other than the story of Hamilton winning his fifth title, I don't think because of the title fight, the lack of title fight at the end, it won't be considered a classic. Yeah. Yet. I could probably say like six or seven of some of the best F1 races I've ever seen yeah. were yeah. in this year. It was really high standard, despite the lack of a battle. Yeah. yeah. Which actually leads on to my... Go on, Jack. Yes. Segue. Love it. I'm going to have to get the right inflection on this. So it's, <laughs> oh, um, wow. Do you want to take a drink? Yeah. Do you want to like... Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. Just, let's just warm it up. Okay. <laughs> drink break. <sighs> That's just tapping the table for people wondering. Championship. <laughs> Wait. You were talking. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <sighs> okay, okay. Wap, wap. <laughs> Shh, now I've overbuilt it. Championship battle? Oh. Okay, I see what wow. you're going there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it was like, it was because it was such the, the like Tommy says, it was such a great season for the individual races and the fact that Ferrari started so strong again and it was like, could they actually do it this year? And then I see what you it did. just dropped I off liked, so quickly. Off. It was just like, uh, no. Yeah. I imagined so, that yeah. chart as you said it as well. That's so what I was going for. Yeah, yeah you, went, was, you did that yeah. well. well done. Thanks, Tommy. Oh, well done, Tommy. <laughs> I didn't say it was bad. <laughs> well, you didn't say it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was all right. Okay, so we're, we're good with that. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Right, drive of the season. Leclerc won our fan vote on Instagram. I didn't make 10,000 separate accounts. So. <laughs> <laughs> every Every uh, comment replying to the winner was like, how many accounts does Matt have on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, driver of the season. Let's go with the top three uh, so that we... Because it's difficult to give just one because it was a tale of two halves for Max. Lewis was poor at the start of the season. Bottas was great at the start of the season. I don't think he's going to win driver of the season, though. <laughs> no. hey, Bottas. I did that purely for Jess's face. Uh, James will win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, Jack, can you give us a top three? You don't have to do it in a particular order. Yep. Yeah, uh, but well, do it. My driver of the year, I'll go down, um, is, is Lewis. Yeah. It's the boring answer, but it's he... True. I mean, yes, uh, Charles is second. And I'll explain why it's that way around and not the other way. Because Charles did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. But um, I think <laughs> there's a difference in terms of having to win in a car that's maybe the best, but it's not by a lot. You've got a lot of competition. It's a lot of pressure. He didn't start the year well, so he had to turn it around. And he, the fact is, yeah, Vettel made a lot of mistakes, but he actually really capitalized on it. And he was just, I was speaking about this with uh, some of the Renault guys the other day. It's just so impressive, the regularity with which he can put in an amazing qualifying lap and just, you know, pull that out the bag when Bottas is fifth or sixth. You make an interesting point about the fact yeah. that Charles will have a completely different challenge next year when yeah. he's expected to win in a Ferrari, whereas... If yeah. he does any kind of good result in a salvo, people are like, oh my God, you're amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how he steps up and does that kind of next level. Because obviously, like, he's the youngest Ferrari driver since the 70s. Mm. Something like that. Like, yeah. he, Damn, he's. For the stats. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> is, and sorry, Ferrari no, no. is, um, of all the teams, probably the worst for yeah. that because they very much shut you off from the media. They make sure that you are very much in the Ferrari bubble mm-hmm. and um, that has a, has some pluses but 
mostly most drivers tend to find it quite difficult to adapt to so he's, he's going to have a big challenge next year so plus I don't, I don't I don't imagine like I don't think Vettel's going to be cold towards him but this is Ferrari's new protege it's going to be and Vettel versus Ricardo again yeah, yeah in a lot of ways, isn't it, it? I, well it, it's got the potentials to be and you know obviously we've come quite a few years past that point now um we don't know how they're going to adapt or whatever it could be the it could be like Lewis turning to Bottas and going, you're the best teammate I could have ever asked for. But yeah, stay in fifth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why. You stay down there and be my wingman and everything will be fine. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what Bottas would say the other way around. I wonder if Bottas mm. would say that Lewis was the best teammate he's ever had. I hope had. Bottas releases a book in like three or four years. You know, <laughs> Hamilton was the worst teammate ever or something. I'd buy it. I can't imagine. <laughs> I, I mean, equally, it, it, I guess... In Bottas's defence, I can't imagine having Lewis Hamilton as your teammate to be very easy. No, no, not at all. But equally, so equally for Charles, I can't imagine having Vettel as your teammate to be. I, very my money's easy. on on uh, Charles next year. I think. Yeah. I think he'll be really strong. I think strong. it's a make or break year for. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but for Vettel, he really has got a bit of like reputation building to do after like the couple of years he's had. Now, especially after he, that moustache. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Start of the what, year, what he has the thing? slipstream haircut, wherever it was. Oh, yeah, End the, of the, the year, undercut. he has a moustache. Like, what? what is it? Yeah, but, you know, people, you know, he won four titles and Hamilton's had the same where you always go, oh, well, he was in the best car. And then he joined Ferrari, Ferrari started doing well again, and people are like, oh, you know, that was a great driver. And he is a great driver, and there's no doubt about that. A lot of it, I very much think, is pressure, but... If he does get beaten by Charles, I think that might be the end of his you career. Know, like, what, what, where's be, right. he got to go next? You know? well, or, or he'll just become a Kimi Raikkonen and be the. I filler. can't see him I doing see that. Kimi is one of a kind in that sense. Yeah. He's, you, yeah, I think Vettel's much more likely to get annoyed and leave. And it'd be very humbling yeah. for him, which I don't think he'd enjoy if he yeah. goes to a midfield team. Like, yeah. where do you go after Ferrari? Especially, especially. I know, I know, everyone say a Charles fanboy, but if Charles wins a championship with Ferrari in this first year, let's just say. Which is still a possibility. Oh, yeah. I think you could say that. Um, Vettel, like Charles, comes in and wins a championship, yeah. and Vettel hasn't even brought one in for Ferrari. Which is yet. all That'll Vettel's ever wanted is to yeah. is to be like have won at Ferrari. And yeah. uh, I'm not saying Charles will, but like I think in in that circumstance, there's a potential. There's a massive potential, potential for that to happen. Massive potential. Just to wrap up my uh, three drivers. Yeah, number three. <laughs> number oh, yeah. three. Oh, yeah. Just trying to you know keep it going. Thanks, Jack. Number three would be this is painful for me is uh, Verstappen um, because <laughs> I'm not I'm not as much of a fan as as Max although I, I think Max. he's got <laughs> Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. and Tommy <laughs> <laughs> but he um, he's done a great job this year he uh, he has made a lot of mistakes particularly mm. at the start of the year and I I do think that he played a part in the Brazil incident as well yeah but thank you m- more often than not he's been um, been pretty amazing and yeah Danny Rick. I I <laughs> love Danny Rick <laughs> as much as anybody, um, but the fact is he, he's actually, if you look at the qualifying results, Max has been better this year. Yeah. It's been quite a strange one because we always talk about like the drivers that you just get that sense that they're magic. And I'm similar to, as much as I love Ricardo and I think that he's awesome and he's so good for F1, he's, he's kind of lost his shine now. And... I really hope that this breakaway for him joining Renault 
is the chance for him to have a fresh start and maybe come back at it because he's going to be the make or break I think for for that yeah. partnership to to work but Max is magic regardless he made, of how he made Ricardo leave basically yeah, because of yeah. how good he was but he but season. he is he's just he's just undeniable talent like under it's, he's like Charles so like if you think about like magic drivers that we have on the grid right now it's it's Charles and Max like Charles and Max and Lewis and Lewis yeah. Lewis obviously but I mean in terms of like upcoming, your upcoming yeah. guys yeah. that are gonna be world champions yeah, yeah. it's oh, those true. it's those two Stroll? there's reasons why those drivers are hyped like I remember when like Vettel won the Toros everyone's like he's going to be world champion and he's won four titles Hamilton yeah. came in everyone's like this guy's amazing Alonso did the same and it realistically while there are so many really good drives in F1 the only two for me that have done that have been Leclerc and Verstappen yeah exactly yeah. that and people were you know saying Verstappen's overrated because he crashes a lot but when he was in Toro Rosso, you know, he was, he, he did prove in a Toro Rosso that he could do that. Like yeah. the best drivers get into the best cars. Charles did it in a Sauber. Yeah. He, he impressed so much that Ferrari had to say, well, we need to get you. Yeah. So, okay. Tommy, give us your top three. Uh, Hamilton, Verstappen, Leclerc. Okay. So it's very similar. I found it very difficult between Verstappen and Leclerc. And, for me, Verstappen was really good at the end of the season, but equally, I do understand if he was lower because I think if you turn the season around and he'd crashed in the last seven races, we'd be talking about, like, is he He's even going to be in F1 next year? Because yeah. people were saying he was going to be fired. Yeah. yeah, very true. Jess? It's tough. It's really tough. I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I'm not sure... By a long time, I mean twenty minutes on the way. In. <laughs> I was um, say, how long? No, honestly, like, like ever since ever since we kind of decided that we were going to do that, and I knew this was going to be a part of it, I've been thinking about it for a long time. Go on then, share us your results. Oh, I don't, I don't even know if I have any. I think, I think that's not how it's got it to be. <laughs> I think it's got to be. But it, it is quite easy. I think Hamilton has got to be. To like, be I think for for me, the the standout moment for me was his Singapore qualifying lap. Yeah. that was absolutely faultless and i mean max wasn't far off it either yeah true um but arguably in the faster car that we can yeah yeah absolutely so, yeah. like no one expected everyone expected mercedes yeah. to cock it all up again in singapore but yeah i think definitely definitely that probably puts him for me at top okay. at top second is probably charles third i don't know <laughs> Literally, I don't. There's quite know. a few to choose from. Like who else? Who yeah, else I you... can't think. Of I mean, I, I still think. Three. I think Ricardo was close. I think he's had a lot of bad luck. I also, you know, we were talking about how he's lost a bit of his shine. I do think a part of that is just you know he's lost momentum this year because he has so many. Yeah, how how can, how can you shine when your yeah, cards? You know, if we went back, it. like you say, first five races or six races, he won two races. That mm. that was pretty amazing. Very true. Okay, so you the only person that would come close to the top three we've all said is Alonso but I don't think you can no. class him because he Alonso. because he just compare as well gave up pretty much I think he did genuinely give up yeah so Jess any, I don't think I don't think I have I don't okay, have well, a I sit don't on it and three. have a think no I don't, I don't have one I'm not giving one <laughs> I only can't, have you just two. can't give it to Max can you I don't that'd think that would be every comment oh, <laughs> but. this is literally I'm going to get so much hate from you guys and I'm really sorry but I just like 
I mean, you know who you could choose. Who? I hear that Renault reserve driver. He's pretty great. I mean, he didn't technically Jack. race, yeah. but, <laughs> but if he would have, he he did. Yeah. You know, he was around the paddock, he did things. lingering. You know, yeah. Right, Jack great Hickam assets to the team. Yeah. Lurking, lurking, yeah, in the shadows. Like, hi guys, hi guys, I'm here. avoiding us at literally every moment that he could. I mean, okay, who wouldn't? For for the, for the sake of you know, going with exactly what everyone said, pretty much, I'm going to put Charles first. Purely because I think he had more of a consistently great season than Hamilton did. I think Hamilton was off his game for longer. Um, and I, I mean, I could easily say Hamilton. Let's not, don't get me wrong, but I don't want to say exactly the same as everyone else. Fair enough. Um, but if we're and, in agreement, and, I think that there aren't that many op- other options. Yeah, well, Hamilton slash Charles could be first or second, I think, for okay. me personally. Because we say that it's difficult for Charles to, you know, to, to kind of measure Charles' performances because he's in a midfield car. He's against potentially not great opposition but at the same time I've gone from thinking Bottas is great to Bottas is actually dreadful so again it's difficult to then compare Hamilton so that I really would love to see Hamilton go up against someone that's rated highly then we will really know because you know Rosberg was seen as a kind of a number two driver but then now he's left we're kind of like actually he was pretty damn awesome so for me I think as a season I think Charlotte and Hamilton would easily come out on top and then it's it's difficult because I want to give it to Max, but at the same time, I then cast my mind back to the start of the season where we're like, is he going to get sacked? You know, and it's it's really difficult to say that he had a great season and he finished third, but he had he a had great s- second half of the yeah, season. But then he had really n- awesome standout performances. Yeah. So it was kind just, of two thirds. I think, I'd yeah, it was, <laughs> it was actually eleven of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah actually, yeah, it was. It was. The, yeah, because that, that is one of the things that made me put him second. Was I was the same where I thought oh, I had a really bad start to the season, but. It was Monaco. Mm-hmm. The second like Monaco was over, he was like podium, 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 like from Canada onwards, and even challenging for. He w- he was fighting with like Mercedes and Ferrari Ki- when he shouldn't yeah. have but been. But Ki- Kimi mean? was also on the podium consistently. Yeah, but he should have been, yeah. and he should have won many races in that car. I think. But then he yeah. was not really given the great strategy a lot no, of the time, yeah. was he? So, again, it's difficult to compare. For fear of my opinion being cast aside purely because I'm a Charles fanboy, like we said, Hamilton's Singapore lap was incredible. Charles' Brazil qualifying lap, I was like, whoa, yeah. okay, hello. That was impressive. Like, <laughs> you've arrived. Like, <laughs> well, he'd arrived quite, quite a lot sooner. in Brazil? But, yeah, but I mean, that was sensational. I guess from uh, a, a racing driver's perspective, Jack, yeah. like, for us watching, it was incredible. But for someone like a fellow racing driver how did you see Charles lap because was it as impressive yeah. as everyone's making out it's so hard to tell because only Charles knows how much yeah. grip was actually on track but the fact was but a lot of other people tried and pretty much did the first sector and were like nah and uh, Charles I think the key thing was he stuck with it and actually through the rest of the lap just got so much more confident with it and yeah it was pretty impressive you know having the confidence to push on in that situation yeah. is yeah especially when there's such uncertain conditions anywhere could be slightly damp basically it's a willingness to to, to take, just risk take the risk <laughs> know that you might barrier it in a massive way but you're just going to try the anyway, team were like but... come in don't worry we're good yeah and it's like, like no, no one please more. come in <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there you go okay so top three i'll give it i'll give max third i think he had some sensational drives so. we've pretty much all said the same yeah like the the three are all in the same yeah well two part. for jess but anyway let me, uh, <laughs> next year let's cast our minds to next year question for you Jack at mark underscore w1994 based on their consistent improvement since their return to F1 although you said Renault slightly came on the back foot on the engine side yeah uh, what do you rate Renault Sport F1's chances next year 
Um, it's difficult to tell. Obviously. So yeah, it's difficult. Basically, you know, we we basically we got fourth by the skin of our teeth this year. Uh, a bit more than that, but it was it was tight, and we just think it's going to be tough to get the top three teams next year, even with Red Bull moving back to to Honda engines. Um, so probably we just want to consolidate fourth. And if you look at it's funny, we had a, a debrief in the race space uh, just to wrap up the year, so everyone could see what what the expectations were, and. Um, they had a big graph of all the points from this year and where all the teams sat. So you have the top three teams like there and then it's Renault Haas. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just like, if we can just like get to there, close the gap. that would already be a massive improvement. So, so I guess the works towards 2021, right? Like that's, you know, that's yeah. when the big hopefully shakeup's going to happen. Exactly. And it's like, we want to be in the position that Perez was in Baku where mm-hmm. if something crazy happens, we'll you be capitalize. the top, yeah, we'll be the best of the rest and able to capitalise. I'm interested to, to know your thoughts, Jack, on the, on next season with the more simplified front wings and things like that. Obviously, we're all hopeful that it'll improve overtaking and stuff, but yeah. do you think that's going to happen from no. what they're changing? <laughs> no. I don't think it's going to have any effect. I mean, uh, I'm not an engineer, so I can't be exact, but you're I a racing do. driver, so I'll, you know, you're there or there. Let about. me just get my glasses <laughs> out. <laughs> it's, uh, and your calculator. Yeah. No, um, yeah, obviously. What I can say is that in terms of pure downforce, the cars will be quite similar next year. So the organisers were hoping to basically cut down quite a nice chunk of, of that front wing downforce, but uh, they've just found it in other ways, as always happens. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, at some point through the year, they will probably actually surpass last year's cars, um, possibly. Wow. Um, so yeah, that hasn't really had the intended effect on that side. But the way the, the, the air goes over the car will be a little bit different. I don't think it's going to have a noticeable effect. Um, they need to be much more drastic to do. Sad times. Okay, well, thanks, Jack, for ruining 2019. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I tried. I really, I'm not designing Hey, it's cars. better than saying yes, and then it's actually rubbish. So it's There's fine. going to be overtaking galore. But we don't really want that, do we? We, no. we want overtakes that mean something. So yeah. I think on that side, it's not going to hurt the show. It's not going to change it too much. We had great races this year. It'll be There's still, yeah, still chances. Okay, at four characters, one, two, three. Will Red Bull Honda be battle ready for 2019? This is a question to all of us. Uh, no. I don't think so, unfortunately. It'll be a transitional year, I yeah, think. Yeah, I would love them to be up there because I think they proved at the end of the year that they were ready to take the fight to Ferrari and Mercedes, but I think it would be a step back. And again, also have been very quick in the straight line, yeah, haven't they? Yeah, and... But are they, are yeah. they just running skinny wings? Like that's yeah. I'm not going to lie. I can see next year being very similar where the car's not quite there and then Verstappen tries to overdrive the car to make the difference up and yeah. probably has a difficult start to the year again. I, I would not surprise me if that happened again. Death, Nichols. I, I guess you want to be hopeful, right? You want to. I don't think they're going to come racing out the blocks and winning races straight away. Um, I don't. I think we're going to have to wait for 2021 to see anything like that happen mm. and a kind of shake up in 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 the order that as it stands. Um, you would hope that the development with the sister team would help them inform them. I'm sure that yeah. they've had a lot of communication in terms of you know how did this work? How did this work? Absolutely. Um, so you would think by having that as a dummy run for this year, it's not going to be a McLaren catastrophic. We've never done this before holy crap plus Honda they've got a decent amount of seasons under their belt too they improved a lot this year exactly yeah I think I think and even from like the outside you could see it so God only knows what it feels like on the inside 
Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna remain optimistic. I don't think they're as I said they're not probably not gonna be like Mercedes level, but I I'm feeling hopeful. Yeah, so am I. I I, I hope. Although I think it might be a transitional year, I hope that maybe that well they have more power, and I, I guess that's a good thing, right? If if they can get the more power. Uh, okay, next one at Atty Shoo Who Who One. Yep. Uh, who has the most exciting lineup for 2019 in your opinion? Please don't say Ferrari, Matt. Ferrari. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be. Although, be although 2019 is going to be awesome. You know, and Renault. Special mention to Renault. Yeah. I think actually. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Ricardo and Hulk is a for a midfield team, which you'd say we still are, is ridiculous. Such yeah, a strong so, lineup. Yeah. Well, do you, do you think that's gonna? I'm I'm just really interested to see what it does to Hulk. I was going to say the, exactly the same thing because I remember you saying it in one of the other podcasts that he's got a bit sort of like content with just because being number science one. Right? He was best at the, was well, he was best at Formula 1.5, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He won the uh, Formula B championship. Mm-hmm. Just, wasn't it as well? He, <laughs> yeah. he did you get like a trophy? Cow. We didn't, as oh. far as I know. Maybe he did. You'll get, you'll get something today. Don't you worry. We'll, we'll announce that at the end. Um, but, but I think I, I think it's difficult to really pin one one lineup because I'm even intrigued at Force India to see Perez go yeah. up against Stroll because is Stroll just a pay driver we're going to find out next year although like, oh I've changed teams so that's no excuse like Stroll has to mm. even though it's Daddy's team so he doesn't really have to do anything he can just drive and that's fine but all the way down the grid I'm, so I'm excited changes, to yeah. see you know obviously Charles against Vettel you've got what other changes? You've I mean, got uh, McLaren, every Carlos, single team Norris, apart from Haas and Mercedes have changed, so which is ridiculous. Yeah. For never it. happens. It's, oh. it's 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 a completely unrecognizable grid next year, bar Mercedes. But even then, like I'm still hedging my bets that Ocon's going to come and sweep that seat before the <laughs> season's out. I reckon. Yeah, I mean, Bottas is broken now. Like he he yeah. needs this winter break. Like yeah. watching back the start of the season, he he did do good. Like he had some moments, and he was ahead of Hamilton quite a bit and it was what I'd completely forgotten about was Germany when Bottas went for Hamilton on the restart and then the it's James meme comes <laughs> in and like no you can't copy James from then on yeah. he kind of was going down and then obviously Russia just plummeted Parted. from Russia yeah. onwards no you're not allowed to win Kubica and um, and George yeah Williams yeah. I'll be interested to see how um, Kubica gets because we spoke about it briefly before. His sure. testing hasn't been hugely impressive mm. from the outside. Um, difficult to say, but everyone wants to see him do well. Yeah. Don't they? Oh so, yeah, I'd love to see him do yeah. well. I just can't see when you visibly see his injury how he can perform at the same level, and no. especially when it's seventy laps around a track. How is that going to you know when you're you're at completely high? Sp- it's not testing. Yeah. You are going to the limit. And Kibitza was race. so good. It would be a shame if he did come back and it was just meh. I, I foresee yeah. it being quite sad, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. And finally, at DavyT0247, how do you think the new season might play out? Let's get a prediction from each of you. Just a one-liner. What do you, how do you think the new season will play out? 2019. Leclerc champion. <laughs> Ooh. There you go. That's okay. a big one. Um, goodbye, Seb. <laughs> 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 similar. Oh, similar, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Six world championships, yeah. but I think the yeah. battle will be with Shell. Jeez, yeah. Oh god, that's weird to say that Charles and Lewis will be battling. Out. We don't know, but I, I think it will be six world titles for Hamilton, which will be very, very scary for me. I'm not going to watch Formula One from then on because <laughs> Michael Schumacher cannot yeah. be surpassed. If he is surpassed or even equaled, I don't know what I'll do. So yeah. uh, when Hamilton's on ninety, is it, 
Chirac got 91 wins. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when Hamilton's on 90, you're going to be like, just leave. Just before the checkered <laughs> yeah. flag, just turn the TV off. What happened? I didn't see it. Okay. <laughs> IPR's happen. going to be amazing. I don't know what happened, guys. I'm just going on your... Hamilton's <laughs> still on 90 wins. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. We're da- oh, no, my, my one line. Oh, no, yeah, six world titles and Charles. Uh, yeah, also, I don't know. We'll also, see. Also, also. Yes, this is the end of the podcast, which means... You're probably wondering what this is in front of the table. This is glorious. the 2018 Social Media Team Championship, which we do for the internet's best reactions for people that watch the podcast but don't watch IBR. I mean, who would, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Um, and this is the special race rundown animation that we use, Jack. Obviously, you're the, a keen, uh, you're a keen to, to the to the viewers. There you go. Nice, nice little zoom in there. Is that good, Jack? Is that looking good? Yeah, he's giving us a nod. Uh, so, Jack, this is to you and Renault. Uh, obviously, you haven't really done many tweets, but that is for well, you. Well, I Congratulations. did. I'm going to have to take on like part of this award for myself because I did take over the Twitter in, uh, in Japan. Oh, did you? Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, I think I was pretty hilarious, obviously. So, so you're part of the team. You can take that back to okay. Endstone, and there you go. Absolutely. I will present it to the team back at Endstone. I think they'll be extremely happy and um, <laughs> looking to push on next year with some development of the, the social strategies. So, I love that. Yeah. I just turned into like a, yeah, just going to push on like PR stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do this. Yeah, we're not going to rest on our laurels. We'll be, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, you know. So. Yeah, this, this goes back to all of the boys at the factory and girls. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. It should be girls oh, and dear. boys. And with that, we are done. That's 2018. Wow. Done. Goodness we me. Made it. Golf club. Well done to everyone. Jack, thank you so much for not only being here today, but also for the for your participation throughout the whole season of you know being here Anytime. and there. Uh, for us with this and, and other stuff. So uh, and obviously to Jess and to Tommy. I'm just, dis- can I just say I'm very disappointed that Jess hasn't done the broom room joke yet. Oh. Can we just uh, can we just well, for anyone well, that survived? Welcome to the broom room. Broom broom says the car. And I did not know note. that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of editing. <laughs> wow, the what a room. way to close 2018. Yes, well, there we go. Thank you so much to everybody that's watched the podcast and obviously WTF1 over over 2018 and uh, for the foreseeable future into it's the future and 2019 and 2020 and etc. Yay. Merry Christmas. I'm really good. Merry at Christmas. Outros. Bye, Happy everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll see you in 2019. Bye. 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 I'm sweaty. <laughs> if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.